Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast from Underdog Podcasts. My name is John, and I am joined by my co-host, as always, Ronnie, a.k.a. Mr. NBA Cup. Ronnie, I heard you screaming yeah. in the first half of that game last night. Oh, you heard that? Is it, well, I were... assume that was you going, ah, yeah. every time the Lakers shot. And then they, they told me to stop drinking, and they told me they just <laughs> decided to kick me out of the whole place in the second half, so that's yeah. why you couldn't hear me there in the second half. But that, yeah, was that was weird. obnoxious, wasn't yeah. it? It was, but it reminds me of that little girl that was screaming too. Uh, that for the Raptors oh, game, oh, that was that? Uh, De- just... DeRozan's daughter. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, so it wasn't Raptors. It was Chicago, huh? No, no, no. It was. It was. Yeah. It was a Raptors game because he used to oh, play okay. for the Raptors. But yeah, it was when the Chicago Bulls and the Raptors were in the playoffs, and she would scream. Yeah. Gosh, that's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. It was. <laughs> I hated it. And it, do you think that's why the audio was dumping, or do you think it was like the NBA I think players so. cursing? No, I think it was. I think it was her going. And then when they'd miss really? or something, she would say like ah, something that was obscene. <laughs> so was listening and to they did an audio like, dump. Oh yeah, you think it was obscene? I, I thought maybe I just, so. it was so annoying. They're just like, let's just dump this for a little bit because she just keeps going. <laughs> she just keeps going, and it was bad. It was rough. So yeah, uh, yeah. If you if you heard that last night, that that was Ronnie at the game <laughs> getting his scream on. I really did not want LeBron to win. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, no, pretty good. Uh, you ready to get into some news? I got some news for you. Heck yeah. Let's let's do it. Let's hit us with the news. So first, um, I'm going to talk about Adam Silver. So he said he plans to check in with Memphis Grizzlies' John Morant before he comes back. So I thought John Morant was serving a 20-game suspension. It's actually a 25-game suspension. So I was a little, um, little quick to say he was coming back last week. But yeah, five I more, thought it was, four, I thought it was that as well. Yeah, four more games and he'll be back. But uh, yeah, he just wants to meet with them directly. And uh, I wonder what they're going to talk about. But <laughs> there's been some other people that are with Adam Silver. You know, his people have been in contact with John Morant uh, once a week, too, to, to make sure he's on track with whatever he's been doing. So that, okay. that kind of interested me. So yeah, if you, were, if you were Adam Silver, what do you think you would talk about with John Morant? What, what would you have to say I... to him? What, what do you, you be, say to him? Yeah, I have no idea because he hasn't like, done anything illegal. Yeah, just like, so uh, did you get rid of your guns? You haven't been yeah. like, posting anything <laughs> on social media? I think if I was him, I would just be like, so going forward, I just want you to know how detrimental this could be to the league. And I, I don't want to see any any social media post about guns. You know, but that's not what the NBA is about. I, I think that's what he's going to talk about, right? I think so. We're not trying to, you know, we're we're trying to stay away from the violent image that we've had in the past. and. Um, you're not helping us by doing yeah. that, but it's it's got to be weird, tense conversation. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, make sure he doesn't start any like OnlyFans pages either. Too, he'll probably mention that. Don't take I it a step further, allowed, right? Oh, is it? <laughs> I don't know. Why would they have a problem with that? Uh, I'm I'm gonna look some up. Let's see if any NBA players have that. That'd be interesting. Oh boy, okay. I'll let you know. I'll do a little research. <laughs> I mean, they have. There's NBA players that have a cameo. Oh yeah, is there? Huh? I don't, yeah, I don't know for about sure. that. Okay, I'll, I'll look at that too. I'll let you know. <laughs> That'll be on our next episode before Christmas. <laughs> our Christmas special. <laughs> our Christmas special. Here we go. Jalen Green has become the first active NBA player with an OnlyFans. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, awesome. Four months ago. There you go. Man, okay. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Um, also, Silver is open to uh, the point differential changing uh, for the end season tournament. So there's been some negative feedback with the players and um, they don't like that factoring to, you know, who's going to be into the tournament. And we kind of saw that, you know, with these last games, because there were some games that were, there were some teams that were playing some meaningful games against teams that were playing at just, you know, just like the regular season, you know, they had no, right. no factor into this. And then like the 76ers were just like, they continued to play their starters, which I actually liked, even though they were blowing out whoever their opponent was. I, f- I forget if it was like Charlotte or someone, but yeah, and they just kept running up the score because that would increase their chances of getting in the tournament or to you know knock what? somebody else out. The best way to stop that from happening is just play some defense. Yeah, I know, That's, right? You want to stop the team from scoring? Hey, there's, there's a tried and true way to do that, and it's called play defense. So yeah. I don't have a problem with that. It, it, they're all professionals. It's not like this was an NBA team going against a high school team. And then, yeah, don't run up the score in that case. But mm-hmm. they're both they're other professional athletes playing a game. Yeah, I, well, I don't care about that. I, talking, I'm okay with it. Talking about professional, that's part of the thing is that they say it's unprofessional to you know keep running your starters in there and just running up the score and everything. So that's like unsportsmanlike. So 
I don't know. I I kind of feel like it's going to change, but I I actually liked it. I hope it I doesn't. I liked it too. I liked also, it too, Brody. They're talking about a different location too. I really liked it in Vegas, but uh, I don't know. There was I was reading on Twitter that uh, Butt Crack Sports, you know, my favorite source, mentioned Your favorite that they should source of news, yeah, yeah. they should probably have it in Seattle, which I actually truly liked, you know, because you know they they don't have a team there anymore, and I I think they would appreciate having to have it there. Totally different from Vegas, of course, you know, but. And then my personal favorite would be Hawaii. Um, any, <laughs> <laughs> any other places do you think it would be good to have an in-tournament game? At the, Flint, the Michigan. Flint, Michigan. <laughs> okay, never mind. Let the NBA money come and fix their water, and yeah. that would be a win-win for everybody. I like <laughs> Vegas. I think Vegas is just a, a great party vibe. What I want them yeah. to change is not have a Thursday 2 p.m. Eastern finals yeah, game that because that me. is just impossible. Yeah, I had no idea it was that early. All the other games were starting at five, like every single NBA yeah. game. And all of a sudden, this one came out of nowhere. I, I go two p.m. I, yeah, I come home from work. I turn on the TV at like five, and it's like the game's over. You know, the the Bucks win or Bucks yeah. lost or whatever. The Pacers win. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that was disappointing because I really wanted to watch a game. I had no clue. I didn't even look at the time because I just figured, you know, I was going to be able to watch it. So that was disappointing. Yeah. But yeah, definitely hundred percent agree with you. All right, so Jalen Brown, he had his first ejection. Did you see that? I did. I saw he was ejected, and yeah. I saw he was he was kind of like, I got ejected for that? He was yeah. kind of disappointed with it. Exactly. So this is against the Knicks. Um, it was a 133 to 123 victory over the New York Knicks. Um, he received two technical, fouls, two technical fouls late in the fourth quarter. Their first one was for arguing his fifth foul, and that was with or seven minutes and 19 seconds remaining. And then the second one was for disputing the decision from the bench. And yeah, he was quoted saying, I wish I would have got my money's worth. I always thought my first career ejection would be something a little more exciting. Not some over-emotional ref who had a bad day. So that yeah. was kind of interesting <laughs> that he said that. So I, I, The I, refs are coming under attack for some of these ejections as yep. well. So Well, rightfully it's, so, it's too, interesting. I think. Yeah, they're too sensitive sometimes. And I think sometimes they, they make up their mind, I'm going to eject this guy, and they're just looking for anything at all and in this case Jalen saying something on the bench was enough right exactly so uh, well I I predict a fine for him for saying that too about the refs because you can't say anything about the refs without getting fined no they're very uh, yeah and uh, Kelly Oubre was in the news he wanted to set the record straight he said yes a vehicle struck me um, near my home and the driver fled yes I suffered a traumatic injury and no I don't care for anyone who questions this whether it happened or not so, yeah, he just he said it was a very traumatic situation for me and my family. Um, so, yeah, he just wanted to set the record straight. It was what he said was true. And I don't know. Do you do you think it was true? I, I still I'm still skeptical. <laughs> You're still skeptical of yes. uh, if he was actually hit by a car. Yeah, exactly. Because just those stories came out, too, where he was just like one. I feel like the story changed a little bit, too, where he was struck by a car. But then the security video of him like walking up to his house was different because he was riding a bike or something. and. I don't know. It was just kind of like a really weird situation, but but he says that it's straight, and I guess that's what we have to go by, right? At the end of the day, I don't know that I care too yeah. much. I mean, he was injured in something, and now he's back. But it is the story's weird. It doesn't quite line up. But if he says it happened, who am I to argue with him? I don't know him personally to to know that he could or could not be lying. Uh, well, I still like to think that. He was learning to ride a bike and he crashed into a car and <laughs> yeah. he's too embarrassed to say it. Exactly. That's the story that lives in my head. It only interests me because of that. Yeah. And what if the story changes or something else comes out where something more major happened? And then if he's caught lying about it, is he going to find get like further action because of that? And I don't know. I just Plus those pretty eyes. I'm just very interested it's a weird... in the story. <laughs> <laughs> you look into his eyes and you believe anything he says. We all know that, Ronnie. <laughs> no, that's a thing. I don't. I don't know if they're, they're pretty, but they're lying eyes. <laughs> I, I want to trust those eyes. <laughs> What's that song? Lying eyes. I don't think that's, that's not how it the goes, song but... <laughs> at all. Not at all. I think it's that's... hungry eyes. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I always hear words differently. Yep. <laughs> all right. Sure do. <laughs> Okay, so um, do you know the the 76ers, um, Daryl Morey? You know him, right? Yeah. Like, personally? Personally, yeah. Yeah, okay, so he said... <laughs> way back. He, he said that he was going to pay James Harden the maximum contract extension before he ended up, before Harden ended up uh, forcing his way out of the organization. 
So I just thought this was I don't believe that I, for a second. There's no chance that they were going to pay him the max because he's not a max player anymore. Why did he all of a sudden come out and say this, though? It just kind of was weird that he, he's like, you know, I, I just want to be go on the record and just just mention this, that I, I was going to pay him the full extension. No, and that was all a, his fault. And That's terrible. That's like when you quit a job because they're not paying you enough and the boss is like, well, I was just about to give you a raise. I guess I don't need to now. No, you weren't. Yeah. You weren't going to do that. That's a lie. Him and think- Kelly Oubre need to uh, get, their, get their lying coaching going. <laughs> do you think that he was just maybe getting a lot of flack for everything that happened to as an owner? And so he just wanted to maybe make this public so that way people were like getting off of him and he, and he deflects all this out of a hard end? I, I could, I, that's got to be the reason that he's no saying idea. this, right? It's just try, yeah, trying to save face or, or something, but yeah. I would have been more pissed as a 70 I'm not a 76ers fan, but as a 76ers fan pretending, I would have been like, what? You're going to give this fool the max? He's <laughs> he's not a max player anymore. Give that to Tyrese. Yeah. He's, he's a max player. Joel Embiid, he's a max player. Yeah, because yeah, then he turned around and he's like, man, that you, good thing you didn't because now you- No joke. Yeah, now you, he's trying to save himself, but he ends up looking worse because he would have paid a max contract. Yeah, hard and who doesn't deserve it? That's an interesting point of view. I like that, Jonathan. But yeah, that was in the news. Anyways, I want to go over some of these past games this week too. So Luca, he actually I kind of hate this, but it's positive news, I guess. But it's Luca, so I hate him. So he recorded his first twenty-five point triple double double, in an opening half versus the Jazz. First half, he got a triple double. Did you see that? I I did. He was. On 20. my fantasy team, and I just saw this score, and I was like, what? We're in the third quarter? And he's had all of these points? It was just that so game was crazy. a bloodbath. Yeah, so t- 29 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists for the first half. It was insane. Just that guy is a machine, and I hate it. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, Joel... This was a, a, this was a 147 to 97 blowout. So they lost yeah. by... The Jazz lost by 50 points, which is crazy. Yeah. And then Joel Embiid, he scored a season-high 50 points... Uh, to beat the Wizards, uh, it was 131 to 126. So that was a good game for him. Uh, Paolo Bancaro, he dropped a career high 42 points against the Cavaliers. That game was 111 to 121. The Magic lost. So yeah, even though you score a lot of points for like 42, you're still going to lose sometimes. Unfortunately, we've seen that plenty of times. Um, do you know Desmond Bain? Desmond Bain of the Memphis Grizzlies. Yes, I'm a yeah, big Bain fan. So. He scored a career high of 49 points, and he gave the Pistons their 18th straight loss. So just out of nowhere, this guy scores 49. I, I barely knew this guy. I, I've heard of his name. I, I kind of know him, but I didn't think he was like capable of 49 points. This dude has probably the biggest arms in the NBA. He is jacked. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's it, true. Like everyone in the NBA is athletic. But when mm-hmm. you see Desmond Bain, you're like, dang, he, he's got some big arms. Yeah, right. And yeah, he's definitely benefiting from Jaw's absence. I would yeah, say yep. he's probably benefited the most. Yeah. So yeah, Memphis finally won another game. You know, they, they're down there. So it was 116 to 102. Um, the next one was Kawhi. He hit, uh, he scored a career high, well, season high, sorry, uh, 41 points versus the Jazz. So there's a little trez, a trend Everyone's going there. If you're gonna play, the jazz, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna play against the Jazz. If you got any fantasy players against them, make sure you you start their games, right? For sure. So, and Kawhi, he doesn't score that much anymore, especially with all these superstars on this team. It's kind of hard to share those points. But yeah, that was interesting to see that. So that was 117 to 103, and then SGA uh, against the Warriors. Right, this game went into overtime. Uh, he scored 38 points. And the Oklahoma City Thunder finally beat this team. Uh, it was 138 to 136 in overtime. Um, an amazing game. It was really cool to see the just the the way it all played out too. Um, uh, did you happen to catch this game at all live? I caught some of the highlights of that. I saw the ending of the game where it looked like that foul wasn't really a foul that they called. You're talking about against and, and, Chet Holmgren, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was a thing. So there was this. A few seconds left where they needed to inbound the ball and their Oklahoma City was down by three points. And they ended up inbounding it to Chet Holmgren. Um, Draymond Green was defending on him and he ended up, he was trying to go for the foul before Chet did anything. They wanted to foul him right away, right? But Chet was behind the three-point line and he went up in motion to go for the three-point shot. And Draymond Green, he first reached out to try to foul him, but he, he missed. And then he had to run over to Chet. And as Chet is pulling up for the three, then he fouled him and ended up getting in Chet those three free throws, which he made to tie the game and setting it over time. Yep. So that was just an amazing way to, you know, get the game into overtime. 
And then they ended up winning. So it was cool to see them. You know, they were behind at first, sent in overtime, and then beat them. So, and that I needed that for Chet too because I had him on my fantasy <laughs> team. He only had probably like 25 points or something like that at that time. But then in overtime, he ended up getting like me 37 altogether. So that was kind of oh, cool. nice. Yeah. So love watching that game live. Really exciting. I love that Oklahoma City team. They're they're probably the, the most fun team to watch in the league right now. I think. And then uh, uh, okay. Yep. So, so that's all I got for. I was like, I might disagree with you, but we'll we'll talk more about that in just a bit. I think. Yeah. So that's as far all I as got fun teams for, to watch. For my regular news, um, I have some injury news. So Jalen Duran, Duran, how do you say last last name? Duran or Duran? I think it's just Jalen Duran. I'm gonna call him. Doreen. But now I don't know. So Jalen Duran, he's expected to miss two weeks after spraining his left ankle during Wednesday Wednesday's contest against the Memphis Grizzlies. So that's good. That's great news for the Pistons, who <laughs> yeah. are on a current 19-game losing streak. Yeah. At what point do they just give up on Monty and fire him? I know. Dude, yeah, exactly. Poor Monty, man. Ugh. But yeah, that just sucks overall for the Pistons. And then uh, Zach Levine, he'll be sidelined for three to four more weeks due to right foot inflammation. So that's he's placed for the Chicago Bulls, so that sucks. Uh, Kyrie Irving, Irving also was spotted being, he was in a wheelchair after a game after suffering a heel contusion in the win over the Blazers. So yeah, Dallas Mavericks, Kyrie Irving, he, right heel Yeah, that Kyrie contusion. Irving thing was weird because his own player kind of like landed on his ankle. I, I think mm. that was the cause of this. You're was right. it uh, Powell? I can't think of his if, his name. I, I want to say Colin Powell, but I know that's not right. I, I read I read a player <laughs> fell on him. I didn't actually copy the name of the player, but yeah, it was a player that didn't really recognize Dwight Powell. Too much. There we go. Dwight Powell yeah. fell on top of his, basically landed on his leg, on that's his right. ankle. Yeah. So that sucks, man. Just to have it be your own teammate, too. That's got to make right. it so much worse. When you're, when you're never... injuring your, one of the all-stars of the league, you know? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, like, sorry. That would suck, yeah. And then uh, some positive news. Um, Anthony Simmons for the Portland Trailblazers, he returned to the starting lineup. And uh, they did lose their first game with him, 110-106 loss, but that was against the Golden State Warriors. So, But yeah, he, he's back after tearing his so thumb apart. you can't apart. say that was against the Golden State Warriors as, like, as a reason why they lost when you have done nothing but crap on the Golden <laughs> State Warriors. It was... It's not like, but it was against the Pistons or something. No, wait, that doesn't make sense because the Pistons are terrible. Uh, the Golden State Warriors are an okay team that you say are you you and Barkley are are in agreement that they're cooked. Okay, but it's the Blazers too. Like they're no All Star team. They're they're no. <laughs> I mean they they have DeAndre Ayton. You know the, they're no good. The seventeenth best center in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the only way the Blazers are going to have a chance is like against the Grizzlies or the Pistons or you know some some crap team right now. All right. So yeah, so it would stink to return. After you know missing all these games and then have to play against the Golden State Warriors, that's all I'm saying. But they almost beat them. There's only a four point differential, so they got close. They're they're both pretty crappy teams. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, and then um, I have some players of the week. So the players of the week on the West side is De'Aaron Fox. He averaged 31.7 points per game, six rebounds per game, and eight assists, 8.7 assists per game. And then on the East side, it was Julius Randle. I was surprised to see that one. Uh, so he averaged 24.7 points per game, 13.3 rebounds per game, and 7.3 assists per game. I think I'm just surprised with that because I didn't see any big stats coming from the east side. I I expected this to be more like Giannis or something like that, you know. But yeah, good job to both of those players. De'Aaron Fox of the Kings and Julius Randle of the Knicks. Yeah. Yes, sir. Do you have the records during those weeks? Did they? Oh, yeah. So De'Aaron Fox was 2-1 and one and uh, Julius Randle was 3-0. and oh. Okay. And then I got rookies of the month. Did you by any chance see these Can rookies you... of the month? Okay. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to guess who the rookies of the month were are for October well, based, and November? Based off of everything you've said today, I would say Chet Holgram in the West. Yes, he's averaging yes. 17.9 right. points per game, 7.8 rebounds, 2.1 blocks per game. His and last game, the... I think his last game he had like 6 blocks too, or was it the game before? He had 6 of one of those games. The East is a little more tricky. I am going to go with um brandon miller no good guess though i like that guess yeah. it's uh jamie jacquez jr never would have gotten that or do you say it jaime jacquez jr. i don't even know what team this dude's on so <laughs> he's on the miami however you want okay <laughs> um he's the guy that wears a headband around his head and he has really long curly hair 
Like half the people on the Heat wear a headband. <laughs> he also has a, a mustache. You never know what Jimmy Butler's hair is going to look he, like. To say. <laughs> he doesn't have a full goatee, but he has like a mustache and then like a little bit of chin hair too. So yeah, that's right. him. If you if it, I have to describe who he is, so maybe that'll jog some other people's memories. Anyways, so he has averaged twelve points per game, three point nine rebounds per game, and two point five assists oh, per game. Oh, I so, see him now. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a. He looks yeah. like he's just got. Or on his way to a pirate-themed party, but he <laughs> exactly. hasn't put on his costume yet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I got to learn how to pronounce his name. And uh, yeah, <laughs> just for that, though, he's definitely going to be the pirate player from the Heat for now on, though. Yeah, he's the pirate of the month in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I have players of the month for October and November for the whole league. So on the west side, can you guess who the player of the month was? Um, I'm going to stick. I'm, I'm going to go with Anthony Davis. No, that's a great guess, though. I love that guess. But no, do you want to guess again? No, I don't. Okay, Nikola <laughs> Jokic. Okay, so, that's always a... That's like... If, <laughs> never mind, I won't say yeah, that. No, that's pretty a pretty easy. safe answer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 29 points per game, 13 re, 13.2 rebounds per game, and 9.2 assists per game. So he's almost averaging a triple-double there. So well-deserved. Oh, course. for sure. Yeah. And then on the east side, can you take a guess at that one? Jason Tatum. Yeah. Did you look that one up? Yeah, I did not. I just nice. went, I was going to go default to a safe answer. Yeah. Smart man. <laughs> it's yeah. most likely right. Yeah. Yeah. So 27.7 points per game, 8.8 8 rebounds per game, and 4.1 assists per game. So yeah, just kind of kind of insane, but... Yep, that's all I got for my news, Jonathan. Good teams have good players, so it's a, a pretty safe bet to pick somebody on a good team. Yeah, it's always safe when you're talking about like the players that are in running for the MVP for, from last year. And you know what? Right. I probably would have <laughs> guessed Embiid if I were you, if I was asked that question, because Embiid's up there. Yeah. But yep, Tatum got At the it. time, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about our Did You See That? This is where we we saw something that we wanted to share with everybody else uh, I will go first since I have my notepad here. And this was going to be the double technicals between the Houston Rockets and the Los Angeles Lakers. This is an altercation, a verbal altercation between LeBron James and head coach of the Rockets, Ime Oduku. Uh, luckily, there was a fan that was sitting courtside that decided, <laughs> hey, I'm going to take out my, my phone and I'm going to record this so that the world can see it. But basically, I may was yelling at the Lakers players, calling them little bees for whining about everything. Mm-hmm. And LeBron came over to confront him, and, and they started exchanging words. I know I sent you the the. If you haven't seen John Boyd do breakdowns, John Boyd is a YouTuber uh, as well as a, a big baseball fan. But he does breakdowns where he does lip reading, and he did a lip reading on this. And the exchange these two guys had was. Absolutely hilarious, I think, because yeah. LeBron's like, "Hey, don't be cursing at us like that." Like trying to be professional, polite, and I was like, "F you, you be." <laughs> I know. <laughs> Pretty much, and it was just so bizarre to see a head coach re- act like that to a player when it, I didn't really think there was anything that happened. Apparently, I mean, Duco had already had a technical foul, so this ended up being his second, and he was ejected. But it was just a bananas interaction that. Yeah really kind of escalated from from nothing, I felt. So I, I don't know what your opinions on this were, but it cracked me up just watching these two grown men arguing like children and well, ultimately both getting technicals. My opinion is that it was against LeBron. So I, if I was a coach and I had LeBron and I was playing against him, I would totally rip into LeBron as well too. I'd be cussing him out and trying to get him all riled up to get him out of the game, you know? So... And I just don't like him, that's so I would love to just kiss, get, out, kiss out LeBron. If you get LeBron riled up, he could go off and score 50 or that's something true. like that. It's like you never wanted to rile up Kobe because he would just be like, all right, flip a switch and, and destroy you. Yeah. And it's not like the Rockets are – no one's talking about the Rockets championship run this year. It's not like they're a, a real contender. So it just seems kind of weird. If that if that was his motivation, I think you're you're barking up the wrong tree there. I think he was just mad butthurt about something. So if you're uh, the coach, would you play the strategy, which instead of like saying like, oh, LeBron, you suck. We're going to beat you. You're no good. Our team's going to, you know, way, our team's way better than yours. Would you say instead be like, LeBron, you're you're probably the best player on the court. I bet you're going to score like 10 points in a row right here. I bet you're going to get the MVP (laughs) of this game. You're most likely you're just going to demolish our team. So just uh, do what you do and and be you because you're amazing out there. And then just watch LeBron just, you know crap it on the game and <laughs> i don't think you could get in lebron's head like that yeah 
I don't think you're capable of it. I liked what uh, Jabari Smith Jr. did. He's like, hey, my, my dad played against you. <laughs> yeah. and that just made him feel old, uh, yeah. which he is old. He's the oldest player in the NBA currently. I, I, but I don't think that really matters either. LeBron is, is so good and, and he's been around for so long. You're not going to get in his head, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I but, don't think there's anything you could do. You're right. He's just too good and too too veteran and yep. He was yeah. unstoppable uh, in that end season tournament too, as well. He was, yeah. yeah. So I, that was my. Did you see that? I, I'm just so grateful that a fan was quick enough to say, you know what, I'm going to get out my little camera phone and record this, and uh, that's that's quality content right there. Yeah. <laughs> to see these two guys just kind of go at it. How old is Ime Adoku? Is he older than LeBron? Is he younger than LeBron? Oh wow! I bet guess. they're they got to be pretty close, right? They got to be pretty similar. I would, I'm going to guess maybe five years older. That's just a wild guess. That's pretty close. He's 46 years old. LeBron, I think, is 38. So we're, we're yeah. just pretty close to that. So not a, you, did not you a say bad 48? <laughs> He's 46. No, did, oh, I thought you said LeBron. I thought I heard you say 48. <laughs> oh, I, I might have. LeBron is 38. <laughs> yeah. I might have uh, hey, had numbers on my mind. Maybe in 10 years we'll be saying that when he's, uh, maybe. When he's still playing, playing for the NBA. The NBA. Yep. <laughs> 48 years old. Uh, Ronnie, yeah. what was your did you see that moment? Did you see the basketball game? It was... Uh, Milwaukee Bucks versus the New York Knicks, where there was there was a steal that Giannis had. He he stole. Well, actually, I think it was just a rebound where he, he got the ball. It was yeah, around the ball the, was. I think it was a steal that was just kind of left in the open floor. Yeah, so uh, and he well, just, just kind of scooped and scored. Yeah, he got possession. It was kind of at the top of the key of the opposing player's free throw line, right? So he had to go all the way to the other side to you know get his points. So if that was you or me, how many dribbles do you think it would take us to get to the other side of the court before we actually reach the rim? Uh, several. Uh, I mean, ten, a dozen, maybe? Ten dribbles, not yeah. More? Yeah, maybe ten. It took him one. One. <laughs> and I was just like, that's such bullcrap. And I don't know how many steps he took, but it wasn't just two steps. He took at least 17 steps. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, he, he traveled before the dribble, and then he traveled after the dribble. This is the thing that drives me crazy about the NBA. So yeah, he from the top of the key on the opposite side of the floor, he dribbled like once at half court, and then just ran all the way and dunked the ball too, by the way. He didn't just like pull yeah. up for a three or something like that, where you, you would think, oh yeah, he's going to take less steps. No, he took as many steps as he needed, just no one cares. So the rest just yeah. The rest <laughs> just look the other way. They're like, eh, whatever. It's it's him. <laughs> I don't know. The the refs just don't know how to ref the game when it comes to traveling. Like, just blow the whistle. Just just call just it. Just blow the whistle. Yeah. Because yeah. like, it was clearly multiple I mean, like I said, it was a travel before he dribbled, and then it was a travel after he dribbled. Yeah. No exactly. one's gonna contest that. It was it was bad. It was the most blatant traveling right. no call I've seen. And of course, in it's at home in Mo- at Milwaukee, so the crowd's like going insane because it's like it looked amazing, you know. But then, you know, all the New York fans are like, "This is bullcrap!" Like, call travel. That's yeah. you can't do that. You slow it down, and you yeah. just see he just ran a marathon in between dribbles. Exactly. So yeah, just uh, frustrating for me to see that because I'm I'm not a fan of traveling in the NBA. I want the refs to call it more. And but I mean, it was kind of a cool highlight. <laughs> but, <laughs> it was yeah. kind of a cool highlight. Yeah, he, it he was. Just it was to when you showed it to me two more times. Yeah, when you showed it to me, I was like, "Oh, dang!" And then I I did the same thing that probably fans in New York did. Hey, mm-hmm. wait a second. Yeah, exactly. How, how many steps did he take? Okay, that's four. Okay, then the dribble, and then four more. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's an all star ref bias right there. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, kind of insane. Uh, I wanted to just kind of do some closing thoughts on the NBA in-season tournament. It's come to an end. I know you haven't been a huge fan of it, so let's just kind of bundle it up. Uh, we already talked about the screaming banshee in the first half. Uh, what are your What are your, some of your thoughts on this game overall? On this tournament overall, do you think it should change? Was it a success? What yes. did you like about it? So, what did you like about it? At first, I was really against it. You know, I was just like, I don't think it's a good idea. I think it's going to ruin the championship for the future, and you know, for like the NBA Finals. I still think that could have an impact on that, but overall, I liked it. I, I once I saw the brackets of like the the few teams left, you know, once it was like eight and eight, actually less yeah, than that. Once eight. once it was like four and four, that's when I really got into it. Okay, but um, yeah, once I could see that clearly and see who's left in it, I got excited and I, I really wanted to see who's going to make it there and who was going to win. And I like it because it's just it's quick, you know. It's um, it's it's like the NFL, you know, where it's just, you only have like one game it's a must win every single game instead of having the seven games in the nba finals and most teams are pretty healthy going into this too because it's at the start of the season and 
yeah, I, I like it. I I agree with just about everything you said. I would like them to expand the knockout round. I don't think in America we don't do a lot of group play in our professional sports. And I, I think that was confusing to a lot of the fans. So you got to figure out a way to market that better, market it overall better, so that even a casual fan can understand what the heck is going on. True. Yeah. I would like to. I would like to expand the knockout round. Like I said, I think. I think those one and done games are extremely awesome to watch, just to see them kind of going all out to win that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I liked about it is the Indiana Pacers. At the, when they announced the national TV schedule, they had six games that were being played on national television towards the bottom, you know, of, of total games played in, in the league. Not a lot, okay. right? Yeah. No one wants to watch the Pacers. Well, they just got two big national te- televised games in the Eastern Conference finals and then now the in-season tournament finals. And I think that's great for a young team like this that a lot of people don't know. It was really Tyrese Halliburton's coming out party, right? Yeah. Beat Damian Lillard. He beat the Milwaukee Bucks. Didn't beat them. They destroyed them. That wasn't even really a close game. This game, if you look at the final score, it wasn't that close. But if you watch the game, it was pretty contentious back and forth. The Lakers didn't really pull away till till the end. Mm-hmm. But it was fun to watch this team. They they score the most points in the NBA. They're the highest point scoring team. And it's just it reminded me of the Steve Nash era sons with the running gun yes, and the Lakers exactly were trying to run with them. Too. Yeah. Yes. It was just, they get the ball, they run it down the floor. They had some key injuries that certainly didn't help their cause, but it was just a lot of fun to watch. And I would not have watched any Indianapolis, any, um, Indiana Pacers games this year, if it yep. wasn't for the play in tournament. So yeah. I think that's really, really cool. I like that aspect of it. Uh, I think they need to, change the way they market it because I, I do think it was a success overall, but you had players that didn't understand what was going on. So clearly the message was lost. And I think that that hurts the overall, if you're trying to build this into something, which I think they are, you have to get fans excited about it. Fans have to understand what's going on. And that didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. And I felt like everything I saw from the NBA trying to explain it was, was kind of poor. And, and I think it's just comes down to group plays, not common in professional athletics in the United States. And maybe there's a better way to do that. I don't know. I think that's why I wasn't interested at first too, because I mean, I I would hear you explaining it over and over again to me. And I'm just like, oh, it's just like so confusing. And it's too complicated. Yeah. Yeah. You you tune out a little bit, you know, like after the first part, when you, when you, when you first start not understanding it, then you stop listening to the rest of it too, you know? So, (laughs) so that's what was happening to me at the beginning, but yeah, it became a little more clear once there was four teams left. I like it. I'm a fan of it. I hope they bring it back next year. I am bummed that the Lakers won the first ever one. Yeah. And I know you're bummed that LeBron will be a Jeopardy. I mean, LeBron's going to be a Jeopardy question forever, but he's the first in-season tournament MVP. Uh, but as of right now, Tyrese Halliburton is the all-time in-season tournament le- scoring leader. So yep. I know, actually, he has that crown. I want to go in a little bit on how these guys got there too. So do you remember sure. when the, so the Indiana Pacers, they were playing against the Celtics. And it was a close game, too. There was a, a Halliburton had a, a four-point play at the end of the get, that game to win the game, to kind of like send it to where they actually locked it in for the win, you know? So they beat the Celtics 122 and 112. That was a, a really good game, too. Um, just Halliburton beating the Celtics in general is just like, the Celtics are a great team this year, right? So Absolutely. But man, yeah, he I mean, just, they're, they're favored to win yeah, the championship in most brackets. He just owned them in that game. So that was, that was a really cool game. Um, going back to the Suns um, against the Pelicans, I know the Pelicans didn't make it all the way, but there was that game that happened. There was that controversial timeout at the end of this game too, where there there was um yeah I didn't I didn't like how that game that ended, a, but that was it, the Suns and the Vi- uh the Suns and the Lakers in that game. Right? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Yep, yeah, my bad. Um, that's yeah. So there was the Suns um and Lakers, and then the winner of that one would meet the Pelicans in the turn tourney semifinals. That's why I mentioned Pelicans. But uh, yeah, it was 106-103, the Suns lost. And it was just the, a weird deal where, where like the, the Suns had a chance to... They, they stole the ball after an inbound pass, and then the ball was rolling in a floor, and then uh, Grace and Allen was just about to get it, but then the ref blew a whistle, and they, they, they called a, a, a timeout. I'm sorry, so it wasn't even a foul. It was a controversial timeout. My bad. I'm kind of getting all this yep. all messed up. Yeah, so what happened was it was stolen on the inbound pass. LeBron called the timeout as Austin Reeves was trying to gather the ball. The ref said that 
in their mind, Austin still had control of the ball. And I feel like if you ask a Suns fans, he did not have control of the ball. If you ask a Lakers fan, he did have control of the ball. Mm-hmm. It, it goes back to like what we've seen in the NFL a hundred times. What does possession mean? How do you define it? And, and that's, it's, it's a very, very gray area. I don't think a different player should be allowed to call a timeout. I yeah. feel like the player that has the ball should be on the court, the one calling the timeout or the coach. Player or coach. It, yeah. It, I hate the way that that game ended because of that sort right. of call. The Suns played solid defense, put themselves in a position to win, and it gets taken away from them. And, uh, you know, the Pelicans go on and just get blown out by the Lakers. Yeah. So it, it, I think the Suns-Lakers game ended up being the best game in the West uh, related to that. And who I think whoever wins that game ultimately would win this championship. And and honestly, even if the Suns did make that those two points there, like if Grayson Allen what, did have a chance to hit, shoot it right there or... I think they would have only been. I think they still would have been behind one point too, so they would have had a need of three to, to tie sure, it up. But give a chance. But still, it just. I wish the refs just would have let that play out a little bit more. When the refs control the game and when it's like a fifty-fifty call like that, just just let it play out. You know, I mean, I don't know. I just. I know that. Yeah, it was really frustrating and, to see the game end that way. That's all that, I'm trying to you say. You know, when we put on our conspiracy theory tinfoil hats. They want LeBron and the Lakers to win this. Right. And if this this certainly doesn't help when a call like that happens and surprise, surprise, LeBron and the Lakers go on to win this. Yeah. I think if the if the NBA had their way, it would have been the Celtics and the Lakers in the finals. Mm-hmm. Uh obviously that didn't work out that way, but they got the Lakers and, and the Lakers won. I don't feel like the championship game was called poorly. There were certainly bad calls on both sides, but it wasn't it, to me, at least, it didn't seem like a bias. At least in the first half, the Pacers made it to the line significantly more than the Lakers. Yeah. So it's it's kind of, yeah, I, I could see it going either way. But yeah, it was fun. It was fun to watch. I trying to look at some of these games. You know, you talk about the Pacers. The Pacers beat the Celtics. Yep, they won by 10. And then they mm-hmm. go into um, Milwaukee. Yeah. Well, I guess it was in Vegas at that point. But they play against the Milwaukee Bucks, who I don't think anyone gave the Pacers a chance to win that game. No, not But at they all. did. So yeah, it, was, it was cool it was 128 to, to 119 in that game too. So yeah, those... and it didn't feel that close, right? When, when if you watch the game back, it always felt like the Pacers had control of this game. Um, yep. So the Pacers yeah. and the Lakers they meet in the championship. Both teams made it through in season tournament completely undefeated. So you know they were six and zero going into this game, which was kind of cool to see that really you had the best teams make it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Pacers. And Lakers, 123, 109. Um, it, it's, I wish it was a more... It, it seemed like at times it was pretty competitive, but then it, it didn't look like it was very competitive with that score. But there was a point yeah. where the Pacers are right up there, neck and neck, and they were, they almost had the lead. Um, I don't think they actually took the lead, but they were right there like within one point at one time, too, in the fourth quarter. It was a really exciting with, game to watch. If, if I remember correctly, it was like four minutes left, and they were within four points. Yeah. So that's that's anybody's game, really. Yep. And yeah, just uh, did just that game that what, okay. What do you think about the MVP now? Let's talk about the MVP award going to LeBron. So he won it, obviously. Do you think he deservedly won it? Do you think that was the correct person? Because I felt like Anthony Davis should have won it. I kind of felt like Anthony Davis as well. He had he he looked dominant in this game. Nobody could guard him. He was un, unguardable essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also thought Austin Reeves off the bench had a really good game. He yeah. you know LeBron got into foul trouble and Reeves came in off the bench and just scored buckets. Yeah. But yeah, I would say Anthony Davis looking at the stats now, uh you know, Anthony Davis had 41 points. It's insane. Yeah. Uh 20 rebounds. Uh, he just he was huge in this game. So yeah, I would say Anthony Davis would have gotten my vote. Well, sprinkle on the five assists and the four blocks he had too. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, and then, so, okay, let let me compare these stats real quick. So we heard those ones. Uh, He also had four turnovers. LeBron had six turnovers, by the way, no blocks, Um, two steals. Let's go on to his bigger stats. So LeBron in this game had 24 points, 11 rebounds, four assists. So Anthony Davis, you know, comparing stats side by side, he blew LeBron out, right? But... Overall, if you look at the league leaders too, so Anthony Davis, he averaged during this in-season tournament 20.3 points, 13 uh, rebounds, and 3.5 assists in this game. Uh, LeBron averaged 26.8 points, uh, 8.2 assists, and 7.5 rebounds. So overall, I mean, I don't know. I, I still think Anthony Davis deserves... I mean, LeBron had more points, right? Like almost six more points per game. 
But Anthony Davis overall, I feel like his stats aren't being considered as much as points. You know, like when you consider all these blocks and all these rebounds that he's getting, I think that should be weighed more. And I think he deserved the MVP for that reason. I mean, he, yeah, he, he dominated that last game too. That just for that last game alone, 20 rebounds in a game, that's ridiculous. 41 points. I don't know. And then when they gave the trophy to LeBron, and uh, even like watching the interview, the interviews after the post game interviews of like LeBron and Anthony Davis side by side at the table, I felt like Anthony Davis kind of had like had this look on his face, you know, like LeBron's over there with his MVP trophy, and Anthony Davis just like, it, I felt like he was thinking to himself, like, this is bullcrap. Like, I, I work so hard for this. Like, <laughs> yeah. why, why does this, I know he's like the goat, quote unquote goat, you know, but what do I need to do to win? MVP is like, what do we need to do to be recognized? And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't, that's, that would be so frustrating to me as a player after a monster game like this. And I feel like well, Adam Silver is just like, LeBron, he's been so good over the years and he's done so much for the league. So I'm just going to give him this award because I, he's my favorite. You know, it's just favoritism at this point instead of just looking at the, at the raw stats. So I don't know, that frustrates me. Well, that's why me. you see players like Kyrie Irving wanting to leave LeBron's shadow in Cleveland, right? Mm -hmm. It's yeah. because you're always in the shadow. And that's, uh, fair or not, that's that's what's happening here, right? Yeah. Uh, I agree. Anthony Davis, if he would have been the MVP, I don't. I think you would have had people complaining. Uh, I think I think you could have flipped a coin for either of those guys. Uh, Anthony Davis had a decent amount of votes, right? I think they, I don't remember what the, the stats were, but I think... You know, he had half of what LeBron had, but he, he did get some votes for MVP consideration for this. But at the end of the day, it's LeBron's team, okay, right? Wait, LeBron and I the don't, Lakers. I don't know about the votes and how they work in this league. So did, is this a voting that happened before this game? Because that would make no, more sense. No, it, it happened as a result of this game. Oh, so the votes, like all the people that are voting are like at the game and voting immediately? Like right it, after the game? Members of the press. I'm trying to pull it up right now to see okay. to see what the final was. But, because... Uh, so another thing too, Anthony Davis, he had 16 blocks in this tournament. LeBron had one block. So it's like, come on, just factor that in a little bit, you know? Like, that's, <laughs> that's so much more blocks than LeBron had. So I don't know. You hate LeBron. Let's just admit it. That's I mean, yeah, when I see him, when after a performance, I do like Anthony Davis, but just stat-wise, it's just cra crazy to see that he didn't win this whole thing. Um. There was a the league leader though. I found this interesting. I actually looked at some other stats too. the The one that actually had the most points per game during this whole in season tournament was Kevin Durant. So I, I oh wow, I appreciated okay. seeing that. That was pretty cool. Um, most rebounds per game in the whole tournament was Anthony Davis. So he was at the first of that. Okay. Um, assist was Mike Conley. Kind of weird to see that one. <laughs> uh, the one that uh uh what was this one? Oh yeah, Bradley Beal had the most steals per game. So I thought that was funny because he only played one I game. Was gonna, I was just going to say that. Did he play in the yeah, season? He was tournament? actually tied with Jimmy Butler too. They both had two steals per game. So they, they led with, you know, I or obviously organized this by, you know, average per game. And then uh, the one that had the most blocks per game was Anthony Davis too. So Anthony Davis was at the top of the blocks and rebounds. And okay. yeah, it's just, uh, oh, he was also, what, what is he? One, two, three, four, five, six, seventh, eighth in points per game. And uh, Le well, you know what? LeBron should be on there. Oh yeah, LeBron. Oh, you know what? It's blocking out some. So never mind. Anthony Davis probably like twelfth or something like that, but LeBron's probably about fourth or fifth. But anyways, I just want to go over the league leaders too, and just uh, when yeah. I when I show that and who's actually made the made the top performers, you know, for the league leaders, I still think Anthony Davis deserves it more than LeBron. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our top three. Uh, this is where we pick a subject and we just uh, we we do our top three on that. So, Ronnie, do you want to uh, explain yours first? Yeah. So the top three that I decided to work on was the top three worst free throws ever in NBA history. <laughs> so, um, I, I I compiled some videos together and everything like that, and uh, I I found some really good ones that I just enjoy that are the the absolute worst ones. Um, the first one I want to go over was, this is a long time ago when Steve Nash was on the Phoenix Suns, and this is against Sacramento Kings back in the day. And this wasn't necessarily like his free throw that was the worst, but it was the way the ball was handled 
So Steve Nash, he always had this warm-up routine where he kind of like licked his fingers and he kind of practiced his stroke without the ball in his hand, right? And then after that, you know, the ref would, you know, of course, give him the ball so he could complete his free throw. Well, in this game, he was practicing, he was going through his routine, right? And on his second practice attempt, you know, where he's just, he had his hands in the air and he's like wide open, the ref had already passed him the ball and it was on his way and it ended up hitting Steve Nash in the nuts. <laughs> And Steve, Steve was like, what the heck was that? You know, like he just looks at the ref, this worst look on his face, you know, like he was going to kill the ref. And the ref was like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, my bad. So, and then uh, after that, Steve Nash ended up missing the free throw and he was a 90% free throw shooter too. So yeah, he was the top it's, shooter. <laughs> it's, it's really funny to see that. And yeah, the whole reaction of the crowd too, because this is at home at Phoenix. So the, of course, you know, Phoenix is, you know, uh, with our, our history with the refs aren't that great as no, so we um, they were yelling there. at him. They're mad because you know the the ref. They were thinking that the ref was trying to take him out of the game. You know, but so that was uh, that was my my third uh, on the list right that for worst free throw attempts. Okay, I took a little bit of a different approach with this because you know we'll never ever do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, when we talk about these, so I went with people's who style or their maybe their technique is oh, the okay. worst. So uh, number three on my list is going to be current San Antonio Spur, Jeremy Sohan. He shoots one-handed, and it just looks weird. Yeah. Uh, so I did a little bit of research on, okay, why does he do it this way? And I actually found out that he went back to basics after struggling from the three-throw line. So he was shooting about 45% two-handed, and Popovich encouraged him to to change his technique. So he started going to the one-handed technique, which again, looks really, really weird if you haven't seen it. Yeah. He, that season, uh, he went from 45% to 75% once he made the switch. Much ended better. up finishing the season at 69%. This year, doing the one-handed approach, you know, for the full year, he's currently averaging just under 80% three-throw shooting. So nice. it might look funny. And, uh, you know, he did it because he was struggling, but it has been effective uh, so that that's where I went with my number three on on that one. Uh, if my number, two, uh, sorry, if, go ahead. If you're struggling at free throws, uh, why wouldn't you, so you know what I would do? I would go to Peter Piper Pizza and just practice at that little machine, you know, just the, practice the, the machine. machine. Yeah, yeah. and you get some pizza there too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, my number two is is similar. Is Rick Barry, former NBA player, who would shoot his three throws granny style uh, because. It was yeah. effective, and his his dad was actually a coach, and he didn't want to do it because he didn't want people to make fun of him. Mm -hmm. And his dad, you know, the only thing that's embarrassing is missing a shot that's literally called a free throw. Yeah. If you miss it, that's the embarrassing thing. doesn't matter how you get it. So he adopted the granny-style shot, and he was a career 90% three-throw shooter as a result of that. So both those cases might look funny, but man, it gets the job done. Yeah. I, lo I love those granny shots. I think he's probably the last player that's done that too, because I haven't seen I anyone so. in the league to do a granny no shot anymore too. It. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's amazing how the league is so set on like appearance and style so much, yep. you know, that like no, everyone refuses Don't to do weird. a granny shot, even <laughs> though it's one of the best ways to shoot a free throw back in the day. Absolutely. It's, it's, you know, maybe they should call it something cool, you know, like the, the hip hop shot. The Barry you know, shot. Like, you know. Because Rick Barry is the one that made it famous. Mm, I don't know about that. It was, it was <sighs> done way before okay. that. <laughs> All right. But yeah, okay, so we'll go, are we going to my number two now? Yeah, let's do your number two. Okay, so I'm going to combine two because it's for the same team. So uh, one is uh, going back to Manu Ginobili days for the San Antonio Spurs. Um, he was playing against Portland. It was 108 to 105. So there was 2.5 seconds left on the clock. So Ginobili knows that the only way to win this is if they, they miss this shot. They have to miss it on purpose. So what does he do? He just kind of like throws it up really hard at the backboard and he's he's just in hopes that it's going to bounce off and his players are going to get it and shoot a three to, to win the game. Well, what happens is that the ball it hits super hard against the backboard and then it hits right at the front of the rim and, and goes kind of back and forth a little bit until it makes a shot. So he just looks and the, the announcer is like, of course, you know, like Manu Ginobili is so good he can't even miss on purpose, you know? So that was kind of funny to see. They ended up losing the game because they had no chance. There was no time left. All the other team had to do was just inbound the ball, right? And then Tony Parker, he had a technical free throw where um, all he had to do, you know, he's, he's lining up for the free throw, right? He's just doing his regular thing. And for some weird reason, when he went to shoot it, it barely went anywhere. It didn't even make it to the hoop. <laughs> it didn't even make it to the out-of-bounds. It it didn't make it nine feet in the air. It was, I don't know what happened. If he just like, 
something happened Slips to him or, mentally or yeah. I don't, it was the weirdest the thing yips. that anyone has ever seen. And the other team started yelling and they're like, Hey, that counts as a free though, you know, because it's like such a poor type. It almost like just fell out of his hand, you know, but yeah, it just, it counted as a free throw because it counted came out of his hand. But it was such a poor, it was like probably the, the worst free throw I've seen just by a, a guy all by himself. It's just like, I don't, I don't understand why that happened. You see and, that every now and then where it'll just sort of slip out of somebody's hand and, and they look around like, ah, oh, that counts. Yeah, but this one, I swear, the, the shot probably went like five feet in front of him. It just, that's where it landed, like at five feet. It's just so weird. And then um, my top one, I don't know the name of the player. I was trying to look at his name. I couldn't find it. Uh, he was number 43 for the Brooklyn, you know, it might be Brooklyn, no, it might be New Jersey Nets. That's what I was trying to say for the New Jersey Nets because this is long ago. Um, this is against the Blazers. No, it's against the Raptors. Anyways, let me get to the free throw. So number 43 is at the free throw line, right? The ref hands him the ball. He goes up to shoot the free throw, but then the, the sound of the horn for the sub horn sounds, you know, oh, so okay. they're there to sub. So yeah. the, what the, so he, the, the player is going up to shoot the ball, right? And the ref panics. So the referee <laughs> runs to this guy, number 43. He goes up and tries to block his shot. <laughs> so it was a weird thing. Oh, okay. Have yeah. you ever seen a ref go for a block in a game? Because I have. Yeah, that that was is... actually a video I did on on uh, the, our YouTube channel where oh, I, okay. I show that. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. So this is hilarious because yeah, he just this referee is pretty athletic too, but he goes for a full out block. The player ended up pulling back because the ref is like right in his face, you know, about to block him. So he's like, "What the heck?" You know. So he he didn't actually shoot the free throw, but it is so cool seeing the ref run from the baseline. You know, from from the out of bounds baseline to to, I'm sorry, I'm saying baseline wrong. Run from out of bounds to go block the shot. It's just awesome to see that. So that was my worst free throw attempt in the league, right there. Hilarious. Yeah, it and, was uh, Chris Humphreys from the 2011-2012 NBA NBA season, and the ref just whatever reason gave him the ball, didn't want him to shoot it, and he went and blocked it. Yeah, oh, so good. I love that. I started dying laughing when I saw that too. It was so cool to see. Yeah, that's my number one worst free throw attempts of the league. Okay, uh, for my, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing the players. So uh, yeah. number one for me is, is Shaquille O'Neal. The the <laughs> yeah. the other guys have a redemption arc where they figured out a strategy to actually be a good three throw shooter. Shaquille O'Neal never figured it out. You know, the whole hack a shack uh, game plan was because he was such a terrible three throw shooter. He was a 52.7 percent lifetime three throw shooter, and that is just so bad. I, I feel like. You know, Kobe had a lot of criticism of Shaquille O'Neal. This has got to be one of the main reasons. Is it's like, why is he not in the gym practicing mm-hmm. three throws every single day? And he should have been because he could have been so much higher on the all-time scoring list had he taken three throws seriously. So yeah. Shaquille O'Neal, notoriously terrible three-throw shooter. You can Google, you know, Shaq's worst three throws and just see a collection of them, You're probably so multiple parts of them. It's just there's so many bad shots. You want to talk about someone intentionally missing. Half those shots seem like he is intentionally trying to miss a free throw. <laughs> just nailing the front rim. And just, he's, just, he's just bad at it. In his defense, though, I mean, imagine having a hand so big that it's like for you and me, it would be shooting a free throw with a tennis ball, but at like a realistic size rim for equivalent as for a tele- tennis ball, you know? Like his hand sure. is so big around that ball, it makes it hard for him to shoot it. But yeah, I wonder why he never attempted the granny shot. Why he or, never buckled down and practiced. Yeah, yeah. Or did like the one-handed or look at different ways to shoot the ball. Actually, he did, he did do the one-handed for a while, I believe, if I remember correctly. But I think he was too concerned about how it looked. Yeah. And didn't continue with it. He'd rather look look cool right. doing making missing <laughs> free throws than actually making the free throws and looking funny. Potentially, yes. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we teased this last time, my top three, when we, we joked about uh, who should be the next president. So I wanted to do top three TV show hosts to be president. You hated it. Okay. You said it should be NBA players. And uh, I just kind of ignored you and did my own thing anyway. So I don't I don't know. Do you have NBA players on your list? Because I don't. I kind of ignored you and didn't make the top three. I forgot what it was. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> but I, I can put one together real quick. No, I, no, I no. It's fine. We'll do We'll we'll talk about uh, we'll just go over my list if you like. So these are TV show hosts that could become president based off you know Donald Trump was former president Donald Trump was the host of what was his show called? 
The Apprentice. Oh, yeah, yes. The Apprentice, yeah. He was, he was the host of The Apprentice and went on to become president. So, number three, I have Bear Grylls becoming president of the United States. He hosted a, a competition show, a survival-based competition show. And I thought it would be great because he would teach people how to survive in the See, world. See, I don't even know who Bear Grylls is. <laughs> you don't know who Bear Grylls is? No. He's, he's a survivalist. So, yeah. drop him off in the woods and he'll make like a, a spa out of, uh, you know, everything that he finds in the woods. He'll hunt <laughs> And he'll grab. So he'll teach people how to survive when times are tough by, you know, going through your neighborhood looking for stray cats and then turning it into a gourmet meal. I don't know. He'd make, he'd make the radio like that doctor did on Gilligan's Island, you know? He'd make the radio. Exactly. He's a professor from Gilligan's Island. Yeah. He'll teach you how to live. Uh, number two, I have Drew Carey from The Price is Right. I know him. Who, who better to understand inflation and the economy? That's somebody that is just ingrained into prices of milk and eggs and cars and all of that stuff. So he, he firsthand has seen the, the act of inflation and what it's done on his show. So I feel like he could lead us through, um, Probably nothing, but <laughs> he's also a former Marine, believe it or not. Drew Carey served in the Marines. So there you go. He has military experience. Okay. He understands the I didn't know he economy. had military background. That's cool. Yeah. He was a grand marshal at a parade I watched one time, which I thought was also <laughs> That's kind cool. of weird. But I don't think he'd want to leave his very cushy job at The Price is Right. Yeah. Because that is, that's a lifetime job as Bob Barker stayed there literally his entire life. Uh, and the number one... He was a former host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, not Regis. We're what? talking President Camacho himself, Terry Crews. Oh, okay. I like that. <laughs> Terry Crews was also, I think, a host on America's Got Talent or, or one of those sort of shows. But uh, just bring the whole idiocracy movie idea full circle and actually make him president. President <laughs> we talked about this, uh, I think, on text or, or maybe in person. Yeah. You've never seen Idiocracy. Have you corrected no, that wrong since? I, I haven't okay. had time to watch it yet, but I it's it's my next movie on the list. I'm going to mm-hmm. watch it. In in the movie, Terry Crews plays Camacho, President Camacho, who I forget his full name. It's like President Mountain Dew. Cam- I mean, it's just a ridiculousness. <laughs> he was a former professional wrestler that became president of the United States. And, you know, he shoots guns in the air, rides motorcycles while drinking beer. And uh, it's just the most absurd thing that you could ever see. And uh, I think it would be pretty funny to see him as actually actually president. Actually, the military crew is yep. pretty smart. I mean, so, it, would it, would he be less of a clown than Donald Trump would have been too? So it, not it just Donald sense. Trump. I mean, look at all of these presidents who have no <laughs> know, idea what they're doing. Too, yeah, he's just like a puppet. Yeah, we're gonna get too political so, here. I don't want so, to. Yeah, I know. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Basically, my political thought is everyone that's in politics is in it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, exactly. My thoughts, <laughs> regardless too. of party. Yeah. Uh, President Dwayne Esmondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho was his full name. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I'm on board for President Camacho. Make it happen, America, please. Uh, I mean, that would be what would happen if, if, you know, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, pretend, or pretended or said he wants to run for president. Yeah. That would be a pretty similar storyline. A, a former presidential or former uh, wrestler becoming president of the United States. So, okay, there we go. I have a president top three Camacho. then. While, right, while I was listening to this, I was, I was thinking about my top three. So, my, my third for NBA players or past NBA players, um, I would have Draymond Green be president. Because I just, I just, okay. I just like him because he's tough. He, you know, he he's very opinionated and he has some decent ideas I've heard. But I just like the f- idea of him maybe just like flipping that switch into like rage mode. You know, where if someone says the wrong thing to him, they're just gonna go off on you and get in your face. Yeah. And like he's gonna be like the president that you don't want to mess with. You know, so you he'll be like large and in charge sometimes. You know, but you'd be scared to say anything wrong to him too. I think that'd be an interesting dynamic having him as president. Um, okay, number two would be Charles Barkley. Just because I, I like how he's just, he's also very opinionated and he doesn't care what you say. He's just going to say the right thing. I quote unquote, you know, like, I mean, he just says how he feels, you know, he doesn't care like how the other people feel about how, what you think of him. He's going to say what, what I think, you know, most of the time is like the correct thing to say, you know, even though it might be politically incorrect or anything, he's just going to be like, Hey, this is how it is, you know, so shut your mouth and listen to me. I'm the president. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. And then my number one would be Shaquille O'Neal because yeah. <laughs> I would I would love to see him like standing next to like the, the China president or whatever they call them over there. 
And just the, the size difference, you know. China I mean? just, president is correct. Is it? I don't know <laughs> no, if it's like the China emperor terrible. or the, the Japanese emperor. Yeah, know. China and Japan are different countries, yeah. but you're, you're doing good. We're proud the, of you. The king of Japan and China. <laughs> but anyways, um, I would just love to see him like pick up the, you know, the, the pick everybody up, you know, lift them Compared over his head the rest and stuff of the like that. You know? yeah, just, across the world. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want him to shake hands. I want him to just pick up the other, the other leaders of other, <laughs> other countries, you know, just like, yep. The problem I'm, is most of the leaders in our country and other countries are like a hundred. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't really pick them up the break. <laughs> no, I want him to pick up the leader of Japan and China and just lift them yeah, over there. Head. Yeah. But yeah, I would love to see Shaquille. And I, I think Shaquille is like, he's like that fun loving guy too, you know, where like, yeah, like he's intimidating when you see him. But he would be like the peacemaker. Like he would just be the lovable guy that would bring the world together in peace and harmony. When I was thinking about basketball players for my list, the one that I did come up with was Chris Paul, just because yeah. everyone already hates him. So he'd just be a natural fit <laughs> yeah. in politics where everybody hates everybody there anyway. So it's like, oh, Chris Paul, we can all universally agree that we hate him. So yeah, he would make a good president yeah. in that sense. Dylan Brooks, Patrick Beverly. Dylan Brooks, there we go. Got to throw yeah, him in that it. mix then. <laughs> uh, so that's our top three for the week Ronnie I got a couple other little things I want to talk to you about real quick if you, right. if you got some time sure so recently this is baseball news but sh- sh- oh, I can't, I'm never going to say his name right I'll just say his last name Otani formerly of the Angels he's now signed a 10 year 700 million dollar contract with the Dodgers I saw that and it's just absolutely massive the NBA saw this coming and that's when they instituted these max contracts. But let's say they didn't see that coming. Who are some players that were going to get these just massive contracts that you're just going to look at in hindsight and be like, man, why the heck? So who are the, who would be the famous busts of these just ginormous contracts that baseball is doing, in, in your opinion? And I'll, I'll start off with one, and that's going to be Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi, mm. super talented base, uh, basketball player. He has done so much for the game. He's a two-time finals MVP. Somewhere along the line, someone would have given him a 10-year, $700 million contract. And he would have been watching most of that in street clothes. I think he would have been a bust just because of his injury history. Uh, So that's the first one that came to my mind. Uh, I feel like LeBron would have gotten one of these, but it, it would have worked out well. Just his longevity, right? Yeah, I mean um, that doesn't. I mean, you could offer him as much money as you want to with the LeBron yeah, because, yeah, he absolutely he, he broke all the records pretty much for everything. He's compared to and Michael Jordan. Yeah, and he's he could have done it twice, right? He's yeah. played twenty one years. He could have gone through two ten year contracts. Uh, any any bust though? The busts are always the fun one that come to your mind of yeah. someone that that would have gotten those that money. Well, just the one that you're talking about earlier with like the you know being injured and everything like that. You made me think of. Uh, ben Simmons, you know, that ben he Simmons, is a bust yeah. already, you know, for both of the teams that he's played for. But imagine what amount he would have been offered if if there was no max contracts or anything like that. You know, yeah, it would have been an ungodly been. amount for this guy who was a first round draft pick for, I mean, the first pick. And then, uh, yeah, they would have offered him a, a tremendous amount um, and just uh, it would have been a waste of money because he's hardly been in the NBA. He's hardly played any games. That one pops into my mind. I'm so glad the NBA changed that and didn't allow that to happen because it would have just been it would have been awful, I yeah. think, to have can you imagine being on a team where you have Ben Simmons for eight more years and you're just like, Oh my gosh, why yeah. did we do this? I know. I'm I'm so thinking the, about the maximum yeah. length and, and contract terms are so so smart. Yeah. I'm thinking about DA too, you know. I mean he was coming in a league like one of the oh, hottest sure. guys too, you know, and I wonder what he would have been offered if there was no max contract and even the you know, the Pacers said they offered him a max contract, and the Suns matched that. So what would that have been if they there wasn't a a max deal yeah. there, you know? And then like then the Suns get rid of him immediately, like the year after that. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's so weird, interesting. The the other one that came to mind was, uh, and I want to talk about him a little bit more is, is Zion Williamson. Yeah, he has. You know, he signed an extension. The the Pelicans were were sensitive on doing that. They weren't sure if it was the right move. I feel like it's turning out that it wasn't. But man, it could have been so much worse. How about that? If it would have been a ten year deal, and that's exactly what's going on right now. His fitness has been it's been front page news of of NBA message boards. Is that his former trainer is calling him out? There's rumors that the Pelicans front office is concerned about his commitment to physical fitness to being in shape for the season. 
Um, I, I don't know if you saw this post, but there was a Wendy's employee that took a selfie through the drive-thru with Zion Williams in, in <laughs> no. the front. You know, he was driving through the drive-thru and he said, I don't want to reveal what his order was to get him in trouble, but it was definitely triple digits. So he's going Dang. and spending a hundred plus dollars at Wendy's and... That can't just uh, be him, right? It's got to be him and his friends, right? Well, that's what my wife said. And then it's like, I don't know. If... If why is Zion picking up fast food for him and his friends instead of sending somebody else True. to pick up food for him and his friends? Maybe as a look like my <laughs> so <laughs> there is um I <laughs> I'm not gonna I'll tell the story why not okay. uh, I used to go to Lowe's every Saturday we'd have chores where I'd have to go to Lowe's and get some things but I would always stop at Wendy's and I would get their breakfast special and I would sit in the Lowe's parking lot by myself and eat it. Uh, and I called it my sad sack. <laughs> it's just eating my sad sack of Wendy's. That's awesome. Is this Zion's sad sack? Is he eating like hundreds of dollars of Wendy's Dude, in a parking yeah. lot somewhere away from team officials and people that are trying to keep him in shape? That's um, gotta be. Yeah. I, I, I mean, because it's in his contract, the weight clause, you know, if he exceeds a certain amount, then he doesn't get paid his, his max bonus. His money. Yeah. Yeah. So his, I guess he fired his formal personal trainer mm. and now he has a new trainer and it's, it's tough. His, his old trainer took some shots, posted some pictures and said, do you remember when Zion looked like this? <laughs> Basically, I, I think he's trying to give himself, you know, some, uh, Hey, it's not me. Yeah. I got him in shape, but now he looks like this and it's, it's, nice. it's a rough, it's a rough situation for Zion. I, I feel bad for him. Isn't um, it crazy that just I, because of the games that were played recently, that's what causes all this? Like, they, they beat the Kings, you know? That was a really good win, right? Yeah. But then he just lost so bad against the Lakers, that 133-89 to 89 game, that all of a sudden all this weight talk and everything comes about. and Because, he, he, yeah, he did look like he was out of shape. But, I mean, they do have all-you-can-eat buffets in Vegas, so maybe you just had a bad night. <laughs> so. it's, it's crazy to think that Zion and John Morant were – we're like the next generation of basketball players yeah. and neither one of them have really done that. And it, they're just going to skip the generation and they're going to mm -hmm. go with Tyrese Halliburton, De'Aaron Fox, uh, Paolo Bencaro. And those guys are just going to lap Zion and, and Ja at the rate we're going here. Yeah. All right. I think that is going to do it for us tonight. I have not looked at games of the week. We could do that if you'd like, Ronnie, or we could just say, you know what? Check out your uh, check out the NBA schedule and find your own game of the week. Yeah. Honestly, I, there's no games I'm looking forward to this week. <laughs> All right, there you go. No games. <laughs> All right. We're going to switch from an NBA podcast to a WNBA podcast starting next week. <laughs> uh, actually, All right, guys. You, thanks so, so much. Wait, we're going to record oh, no. one more time. Oh, no. No, that's okay. We're just going to record one more time, and then we're going to take a break for Christmas and New Year's. Oh, so yeah. just, just a heads yep. up on, on that. Christmas break is coming up. Hopefully, uh, you were able to take some time off of work, spend some time with family, loved ones, or just spend time playing video games. You know, it's all yeah. good. Grand Theft Auto all the way. How about that GTA 6 <laughs> announcement? 2025. <Come> <laughs> That's going to do it for us this week. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Right, thanks, guys.